Welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited to help you. (laughs) (laughs) I might just had a brain freeze to help you live an abundant Mm. life, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Wow. This is real life, guys. My brain stopped. We've had a weird day today, though. I'll I'll say that. I think we're (laughs) we're slowly getting into it, and slowly, it is 11.43 here, and we're slowly getting into the day. We need a Red Bull. We were just talking about it. We do. Natalie, if you listen to this, don't be mad. She was always telling me to stop drinking Red Bull. My dad will be mad hearing this about drinking Red Bull. Tony, I'm not letting her drink that bowl. Don't worry. (laughs) Sometimes you just need those wings, right? (laughs) Okay, guys. So we wanted to talk about something that every single one of us experiences multiple times in our lives. And it's when you're going through this season of waiting and you start to lose hope. Mm -hmm. Because the fact of the matter is we all go through waiting seasons. Mm -hmm. We're either waiting for prophetic words to come to pass. We're waiting for marriage. We're waiting for kids, the home, the job, whatever it is. We all experience it multiple times. And there, there will be times where you're in that season and you're like, I'm losing hope. Is this actually going to happen? How am I going to make it out of this? on the right side (laughs) yeah yeah you i think we we experienced waiting on so many levels Mm -hmm. i got pissed the other day when i was waiting in the line at the store because (laughs) the the cash register lady was super slow and then of course she has to something is wrong with the with the product and then she has to go off her spot to get to deal with the product while the line is still waiting i just get so sweaty and so (laughs) angry that uh, i do not like waiting Mm -hmm. and that just shows how as you said there's always something that we're waiting in Mm -hmm. life that's true yeah and i think if we look at it in general before getting into the specifics when we're in a waiting season and we're losing hope there's this tension where we might have some faith but then there's the tension of faith and doubt or mm-hmm. faith and worry, faith and impatience. And sometimes it's hard to keep your eyes on God's perspective because we're just not great at waiting as humans. Like you use a very simple example where we're just, we don't thrive in waiting situations. And I think we talked about it on a different podcast how it's these times of seemingly nothingness that the true contents of your heart are revealed and i think that scares us i think it's scary to see us freak out like that if we're really honest with ourselves if we're going through a waiting season and we kind of lash out at the lord in prayer and we're like well why is this not happening why is so and so getting the promise that i'm praying for and we're kind of like "Ooh, (laughs) that's a little ugly i didn't know that was in there Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable to see it but It's in that waiting where the Lord is doing just that. He's pruning us and he's showing us out of his love and out of his kindness. Hey, Kayla, you have these things that need to be worked on and you wouldn't know it if you weren't going through this time of discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's such a beauty in these seasons, even though they're difficult. I'm not going to lie and tell you that it's just going to be all sunshine and rainbows. There are difficult seasons to go through and there are so many opportunities for you to lose hope. But instead of that, we can maybe just ask the Lord, okay, 
just use this time fully, Lord. I give you permission to use this time fully. I give you permission to show me the real things in my heart, to search my heart and know me, Mm -hmm. to prune me, Lord, so that when the promise comes, we can hold it. We can bear it with good character, with a good integrity, and to be closer with the Lord through it all because we can either use these opportunities of waiting to lose hope or we can use it to reestablish our faith and to go even deeper into our into our relationship with him and the choice is really ours yeah yeah um so much to say about waiting mm-hmm. i think there's this there's this danger that we can all so easily fall into in our waiting seasons and i think we do it all the time and that's something that I needed to go through during my waiting season. It's one of the things. I'm, I'm going to mention a couple of things that are important to me and that, that I want to share share with all of you. But the, the reality of living in a now while you are still mm-hmm. waiting on something in the future. I mean, how hard is that? Yeah, it is. Because even when your dream comes true... Even when you hit that mark that you were waiting, then you have it. And then again, there's going to be something else that mm-hmm. you're going to be waiting again. And to, how do I say this? I needed to tame my heart, tame, tame? Yeah, that works. Tame my heart to learn how to live into now, mm-hmm. to learn how to live sometimes hour and hour, minute by minute, to be present so that I would not lose the grace and the blessings uh, of this season of right now because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for something that's in future, that's ahead of me, that's the promise, that whatever it is. And sometimes there needs to be this healthy boundary and healthy healthy tension between you don't want to lose hope and you still mm-hmm. want to dream with the Lord and believe in the promises and wait for something that you are waiting, but not to live there. Mm-hmm. Your hope should be there, but your spirit should be here. Right. And that's one of the that's one of the super, super important things in, in waiting season uh, when we talk about this, this tension. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And it's hard because I was just thinking it's easy to hold on to the hope when God himself promises something to you because you can almost take that. Well, you can't, not almost, you can take that to the bank. But then there are times where God didn't necessarily say and it's just a desire of your heart and you're contending for it and it can be hard. Mm-hmm. Like we can look at Hannah in the Bible. She wanted a child so badly and she was crying out to the Lord. Her prayers were so like heart-wrenching for how deeply she wanted this. And she got what she prayed for, but she gave it back to the Lord. She gave Samuel back to the Lord to serve God's kingdom. But I look at her example and it was her. It's not like God told her, hey, Hannah, I'm going to give you a child one day like Sarah and Abraham. And it just took some time. So there's kind of two different parts of it where, okay, if God has said something, you can have hope and say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just believe that you are who you say you are and this is going to come to pass. Then there's the other side of it where what if it's something that you don't know? You don't know if God is going to give it to you. Yeah. Like you said, how do you have that tension of you have to contend for certain things? And I think God loves that. He loves to see us contending. He's like, look at my faithful daughter. Mm-hmm. She believes that this is going to happen. 
and I'm going to bless her faith? Or are you going to be disappointed because you were contending for something that God never had in your story Mm -hmm. and walking through that disappointment? And disappointment is such a powerful thing that if we let it, it can completely lead us to hopelessness, like you said. And we've been going through some seasons where we've just been disappointed. There have been things that are happening that are not what we expected and we're bringing that to the Lord. But if you don't bring those disappointments of saying, hey, Lord, I've been praying for my future husband, even if the, if God didn't say that you were going to get married and you've gotten to the point where it's like it's never going to happen, but you still have to grieve that mm-hmm. disappointment. You're grieving the picture of what you thought your life was going to be. So I don't know. It's just a really interesting thing to think about because like I said, there's two sides of this. It's one thing when God promises something and you're waiting for it. And it's another thing when he hasn't actually said anything Yeah. and you're just like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. Yeah. But in faith, you're like, well, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to believe it. Mm-hmm. You know me. I'm a, I'm a big dreamer with the Lord. Yeah. I believe big. And God hasn't said a lot of these things to me. They've been my own dreams. So I try to hold it loosely. I'm like, Lord, let's be real. I know that you are the creator of the universe. I know that you can do anything that I ask for. So I dream big. Why am I going to dream small with the Lord? Why am I going to say to the Lord, Lord, I'd like an average marriage and an average home and an average life and average this. Like, no, I'm going to dream big and say, Lord, I want the strongest, most godly marriage that the world has ever seen. I want kiddos that are on fire for the Lord, that we have a great relationship with. I want our dream home that we can have people over and have worship nights. I want to be able to travel the world and preach the gospel. I'm going to dream big with Mm -hmm. the Lord. Because if I don't, then I'm not dreaming with the Lord. I'm dreaming with myself. So as I'm dreaming with him, I'm holding it loosely though. So I say those big clams. I'm like, but Lord, it's on you. I need you to help me, Lord, if I'm completely off. (laughs) And if it doesn't happen, I know that your plans are going to be better than what I was even dreaming of in the first place. But I think if we're not dreaming big, we're not tapping into our faith as much as we could. Yeah. So what would you say, where's the the line between healthy dreaming and unhealthy dreaming? Because sometimes, do you ever, are you ever afraid of, um some of your dreams not being fulfilled and then you being disappointed no because that's what i was saying i hold it loosely i'm like this is what i want lord but if it doesn't happen i know you're gonna bring something better but i'm not gonna stop dreaming because i mean god wants us to be childlike Mm -hmm. don't children do that they're like, oh, I want a pony and I want the biggest ice cream cone yeah, that has ever been. And like, why not? Mm-hmm. So like you said, instead of having the opportunity for disappointment, I hold it loosely. Mm-hmm. And like you had said earlier, it's more of in prayer time or just saying things like I'll declare it, but I'm not constantly thinking about it. I'm not putting all of my faith and my hope and trust in something before the Lord blesses it himself. Yeah. Well, I think we already tapped tapped into it a bit um, and started to tell peeps, and I mean to ourselves, to each other, some of the the things that, that we are doing wrong while waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you say that are the biggest mistakes that we tend to make while waiting? Mm-hmm. 
we definitely can take matters into our own hands and end up creating a mistake mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like we see with uh, poor Ishmael with Abraham and Sarah just taking timing into their own hands. So I think if you are going ahead of God, if you are trying to concoct your own promise, that is a huge mistake that we should be really, really weary of. And I think a good way of combating that is to make sure that you have a strong community of people around you. I tell my best friends, you, like my parents, the prophetic words over my life. And I want them to hold me accountable that if I'm doing something to go ahead of God, that out of love, they would be like, hey, you know, are you sure this is really God's plan in this situation? Are you sure this is God's timing? Because the last thing I want to do is go ahead of God. So that's number one. And you can ask God too, like, Lord, stop me from creating an Ishmael situation. Like if I'm going ahead of you and I'm unaware of it, either close that door, give me a dream, have some random stranger come and give me a prophetic word or something. You can literally ask the Lord to help you. So that's definitely a huge mistake, taking matters and taking timing into your own hands. And I think like you said, with the disappointment is allowing disappointment or not allowing yourself the time to grieve and feel these emotions out with the Lord because it's normal to feel these uncomfortable emotions in the waiting and in the process but if you don't bring it to the lord you're just going to have a calloused heart after it all yeah and you're missing the growth you're missing the development that god has for you in that yeah i think i was waiting is such a big topic for me mm -hmm. because i've waited for so many years for some things and some promises i was in this waiting season for seven almost almost eight years and to be honest i think now when i look at it i think i did some mistakes that prolonged my waiting season mm. i think my waiting season could have been shorter really tell us why i really do think so because my waiting season was so stinking hard I remember like lying on the floor. I remember crying. Mm -hmm. I remember being almost depressed. I was I was a ghost. I it was such a hard season for me. It was a season of struggle with the Lord. It was like the dark night over the soul, the desert. You call it when where whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But I'm convinced. I I don't want to say convinced. You never know. You know, <laughs> I believe that there are some things that I could have done different to at least make my sufferings easier or make the whole thing shorter mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um first of all what i what i want to share about waiting season is this thought that we always think and we call it as our waiting season as we are waiting on the lord but what if actually god is waiting on us mm -hmm. because what he has for us all the promises that we're talking about what he has for us we are still not ready mm -hmm. to have and to carry those blessings that he has for us we're just not ready to take that role to step into whatever it is that we're waiting for so what if it's not we're waiting on the lord but it's actually our waiting season that with the lord we are waiting for our soul for our character to be molded and to be and 100%. to be changed 
Um, and it says, I, I know I don't remember where it says, but it says that God is not slow to answer his promises mm -hmm. or to fulfill his promise, to fulfill his promises. Um, so it's actually, we are the ones, if we're waiting for a super long season, what if we are the ones who are slow in changing our hearts and molding our, our characters mm -hmm. and doing the right things? Um, one of the things that I did, I already mentioned that one, I was living in the future too, too, too mm -hmm. much living in the future. I'm also a dreamer. Uh, and that, that taught me how to live in the present moment, how to not live in the future and the importance of that. But there's something else, uh, also like two things that I did that were super stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are part of the process, but the way I did them and how long I did them, mm. I think it was just me being such a, what's the word? Um, mm, stubborn. Okay. My stubbornness and my hardness of the heart mm. were were so big that that's why it took me so long to realize to realize some things. Um, number one thing I did was I isolated myself, and I was what? isolated myself. Isolation. Oh, okay. Did I say it wrong? Isolated. Yeah, you said it right. Isolated. Yeah. Um, I isolated myself from the community and from the people mm. um, in a way that I thought no one can understand me. No one knows what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Therefore, even when I share what I'm feeling with someone, that person will not understand me and cannot understand me. And I, I got to a point, well, they have nothing to say to me mm -hmm. because they really, they, they have nothing to say to me. It's like, sorry, you're going through this. It sucks. I'll pray for you. But like, there's nothing they can do about it, you know? And I got to the point, well, might as well stop sharing with people. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm all alone with this, in this, and I just have to go through it alone. And no one understands me. I think that's such a big danger when you stop sharing because people don't understand. And mm -hmm. probably they don't understand, but it doesn't mean that we should stop sharing and opening up. Um, one of the things that's super important uh, that I didn't have as a mentor uh, or a spiritual director or someone like a, a spiritual father, however you want to call it, to to guide me in this process and to just to father me mm -hmm. to father me i would say um because i was totally isolating myself too much and in, in thinking that no one can understand me and i need to go through this alone mm -hmm. yeah uh in that what i was doing now we're going to do also one of the biggest mistakes i did i was fighting with god but yeah, Jacob was fighting with, with God in the Bible, and we see it. But my fighting with God was actually destructive. Mm -hmm. uh, it was not a proactive and a healthy one, where you fight and just to get things out. I was fighting with the Lord in my rebellion. Mm. I was fighting in the in, with the Lord from my rebellion to show him that i don't i don't need him mm. <laughs> you know i am going you know lord and i and i said such a horrible things to him 
not to let it out of my system, but actually to hurt him. Because I wanted to hurt him. I didn't know, like, mm-hmm. I need I need to do something. It's his fault and somebody need to take the blame. And it was and it was him. The isolation again. Isolation again. Isolation and rebellion mm-hmm. and putting up walls. Mm-hmm. And that became a pattern for mm-hmm. me. Not just with the Lord, but with, then with other people. Um, yeah, just... It's okay to fight and to struggle, to wrestle with the Lord... But with a hard posture of I am just venting mm-hmm. myself out. This is how I'm mm-hmm, feeling. Mm-hmm. And you can be real in your feelings. But when we cross that border of, oh, I'm actually like hurting the Lord. And I deliberately want to separate myself from him out of rebellion. Oh, then, then, then we're gone. Mm-hmm. Then then we've gone too far. And that happened to me. That happened to me a couple of times. Uh, it's horrible. It's also couple of times i literally remember i um i ran away from the lord again maybe like the bible example jonah (laughs) i ran away because i thought there's no way that i can go through this i'm alone i just got into fight with the lord and i'm running away i'm done i am done with this and i lived like that I think the the longest that I made it was two weeks. No way. Two weeks without any th- connections with the Lord, without anything. I didn't had. I didn't want to have to do anything with mm-hmm. him. Um, well, the thing is, I got back to the Lord, of course, because once you meet him, you <laughs> cannot not have him because such a sweetness and and love and you know what I'm talking about. You you have to come back. And. Oftentimes, while my running away was radical, I think oh, I've seen it in so many people. When it starts to get hard, and we're in this, when we're in our waiting seasons, and things start to come out, we start to wrestle with God. People will do the small changes in their heart to separate, to run away from the Lord. They're mm-hmm. not big and radical as mine was, but they still do it, thinking because when I'm with the Lord, I'm hurting and it hurts and it's actually good because things are coming out. But now because I'm hurting, I'm going to separate myself a bit in my heart so that I would not be hurting. Mm -hmm. And that is such a dangerous state of your heart because sooner or later, you cannot escape the waiting season. You cannot escape the the labor pains, the groanings, the molding of your heart. You cannot escape that. And when you do escape, it's gonna it's gonna wait for you. One day you're gonna come back to the Lord, and you're still gonna have to go through the same things again and mm-hmm. again and again until you actually walk through it. So. Escaping does not work. Yeah. <laughs> Running away does not work. He will still wait for you because God loves us so much that He wants us perfect. Mm-hmm. He wants us pure. He wants us clean. He wants us to live in the fullness of our identity, not hot halfway in, halfway out. And that's why He'll do anything to show us, to guide us into this process that's sometimes, like obviously, a lot of times, waiting process so that He can reveal what's actually in our hearts Mm -hmm. wow that's so interesting babes and from your story i think 
that's something that we should guard like nothing else as believers is whether or not we're believing lies about the Lord. We talked about this on our emotional healing video and podcast because when we go through these situations, it's so easy to start believing lies like you did about the isolation. It's easier to be alone. It's easier not to give my heart to people, to the Lord. It's easier to put up walls. Those were lies to protect yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. And our bodies and emotions think that they're doing the right thing because we need protection from the pain that we're experiencing. But when we put up those walls, especially walls against the Lord, there's no way we can have an abundant life with him. There's no way we can have an abundant prayer life and relationship where we are vulnerable and open and honest and allow him to do that growth and that maturing in us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important, especially if you're going through this waiting season, is asking the Holy Spirit periodically, whether it's every day or every week, am I believing any lies about you, Lord? in this waiting and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to you. Because if you can deal with those lies Mm -hmm. before they take deep roots and affect every area of your life, you'll be doing yourself a huge favor. So that, like you said, it's actually when we're waiting for things and the whole point you were making about, it's not, we're not waiting on God. God is a creator of the universe. He is all powerful, (laughs) all knowing. He can make anything happen at the snap of a finger. It can be done. If it hasn't happened, there is a reason for it. Either it's not for you and he has something better or he needs to do something so that it doesn't crush you. We see that in the story of Joseph, how he waited, was it 13 years like all in from when he had the dream, I believe? Yes. I'm not sure. Or 27, who knows? Either way. We see Joseph in the beginning, and if he were... Well, no, he was a 13-year-old boy. Maybe that's when I'm getting confused. Yeah. If he had all of the promises come to pass about him being uh, a man of authority and a man of power at the age of 13 years old when he was immature and not ready for the calling, it would have crushed him. And we see him going through this long season of maturing so that he could handle the calling mm-hmm. of the Lord. So when God doesn't give us something right away... It's because he loves us, because he's being kind to us and saying, you're not ready for it yet, honey. You will be if you allow me to get you ready. And we have to really search ourselves and say, okay, if I am in this season of waiting, how can I maximize this time with the Lord? And just partnering with him. And like you were saying, babes, not fighting against the Lord, fighting against what he wants to do, wrestling with him, being stubborn, but instead say, okay, Lord, just... Here, here's my heart. Actually, the Lord showed me a vision during um, our time at Global because this is so representative of what he did. It was me on the operating table and Jesus performing operations on me. And it was almost like they hadn't, um, like, what do you call it? Like zipped me up, <laughs> stitched me up. Okay. So it was uncomfortable because Jesus would do some work on me and then he would go someplace else and I'm still there on the operating table, like wide open. And that's how it feels sometimes. You feel like you're exposed and anything can come in to hurt your heart during that time, but the Lord is actually doing some fine tuning to you. And we have to say, okay, I want this. I'm just going to go along for the ride and say, Jesus, (laughs) operate on my heart, do whatever you have to do. Because if you're going through a season of waiting, it's not a coincidence. He's not withholding things from you because he's not good. 
It's because he is good. And again, either there's something better that he has for you or he yeah. just needs to do some work. And you're probably going through the waiting season because he trusts you. If he would not trust you, mm-hmm. he would not he would not just lead you into the waiting season. Right. Because he knows if you're not stable and if you're not rooted enough into him, you would just run away from it. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this, that means he already trusts you and he knows that you can do it. Otherwise, you would not be in it. Um, I wanted to, I remembered one other thing that I wanted to say. Um, that was my, I kind of, that, that was my, what I shared earlier was my seven seven eight years of waiting before and my waiting season that was absolutely horrible (laughs) i feel like now i'm again in in this really interesting season of also waiting to fully step into my identity to step into my calling and it looks completely different than it looked back then Mm. but it's also waiting season um i feel like now God is not calling me out of something. He's calling me into something. I feel back then he was calling me out of my old life, out of out of my uh, wrong motives, out of my idols, out of everything, and it hurt. But now it's a different type of waiting because all of those things are behind me. Now I'm stepping actually into something. And it's a different type of waiting because I feel like we talked about it the other day and you had such a good point. Like, I have such an ups and downs. I step into my identity and calling and, and I believe it and I'm there for a day or two. And then mm-hmm. something happens, boom, I back down. And then I struggle, struggle, start to get in again, to get in again. And then I do it and mm-hmm. then down. And it goes up and down, up and down. It's almost like God wants to tell me, not almost, I know that he wants to tell me that I need to start believing in myself. So I don't know in which season of waiting you are, maybe out of these two, Mm. or as Kayla had another type. um, Is he calling you actually into something and wants you to do the step of stepping into that? Mm -hmm. We see it um, with King David and Saul. First of all, King David was anointed uh for king way 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 back when he was still a shepherd Mm -hmm. until he actually became a king so he almost he also waited for so many years but there's this there's this moment in david's life when everything opened up for him um and i feel like i'm right there Mm -hmm. this is my moment and it's so hard it's a moment before the goliath Mm-hmm. And he's coming to the Israelites to the to the army, and he sees Goliath there, and the first thing uh, that happens is his brother Eliab. Eliab. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but mm-hmm. you guys know um, what I mean. His brother is telling him, "Who are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Just go back to your sheep. You sheep to to sheep. Uh, you have a wicked heart. Boom! He's putting him down. Mm-hmm. And David's like, "No, I am doing this. It's like so many years of waiting. The promised land for David is so close. Goliath is there, but I feel like his battle was not 
his main battle was not against Goliath. It was like earlier with his brother and with Saul, who after his brother, then even the king Saul co comes towards him and to him trying to put him down and says like who are you like why would you fight you can't fight you're just a shepherd boy mm -hmm. again trying to doubt his identity and david is like no i am doing this because i trust the lord and yeah. i will fight in the name of the lord and it was not something that david had to get rid of as i said mm -hmm. before he got rid of it in his previous seasons of waiting then he after this he got into a new season of waiting but that's another story but now David actually has to enter into something and fight the lies of the enemy of that they're telling him who is he not so that he could step into what he uh, what he is. And I think for me, I, I'm still learning how to navigate that season. I'm still learning how to fight it because you see me every day. Mm -hmm. It's, I go, I have such highs and such lows. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know when you say me, like, when you say to me, like, babes, like, don't beat yourself. Like, don't be so harsh on yourself. Look at what you're doing. Look how you're growing. And everything you're saying to me, I fully understand with my mind. Mm -hmm. I even, I think I understand it with my heart. But when that moment comes, oh, it's like, I'm still not there yet. I still have to have that moment that to to beat the lies of David's brother and mm -hmm. to beat the lies of Saul of telling me who I am not so that once I step into it, the, the victory and the, the war against Goliath is just like, boom, one strike and he's down. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's what it is, like you're saying. It's, it's not a one-moment thing. Mm -hmm. Each and every single time we either believe the lies of the enemy or we believe the truth of god mm -hmm. and i'm sure i mean we don't know but i'm sure in that moment <laughs> david is like okay lord i spend a lot of time with you i know you even though people are saying this i know who you are and i'm just gonna trust you yeah. so it is just it's a daily thing and like we talk about with renewing our mind we have to do it so often so that it comes natural and yeah. it's normal to have these ups and downs because it doesn't come natural to mm -hmm. us in the beginning. It's mm -hmm. so easy to not even recognize that, oh, wow, this is really the enemy right now feeding me these lies. Yeah. To, like we always say, it's to get our eyes off of God. It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you said one key thing that's always the truth no matter where are you especially in your waiting season is to always ask the lord like what is the lie that i'm believing about mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. because that's the truth there's something in me in us that has to be lightened up by the truth mm -hmm. so that we can start believing in the lord and his word what he's saying about us so that we can start believing in ourselves okay this is who i am what the lord says that i am yeah that's so good I love that. For me, I think waiting has been more of a past thing in a way. Mm -hmm. I would say the hardest waiting season that I went through was definitely waiting for, for my spouse because it hinted at the fact that I was dealing with the idol of marriage in my life. And that's why it was so hard because God would not give me my person because I wasn't ready and I was placing it as an idol yeah. in my heart. And God forced me into the season of 
forced waiting so that Jesus could become everything to me. And I think that's how it is in every type of waiting where he just wants to be at the center of the waiting. He wants to be at the center Mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. questioning, of the discomfort. He just wants to be there. And the question is whether or not we're going to do that. The only reason I got out of that season of waiting was I finally just surrendered and let go and really started doing it with the Lord and not against him, not fighting against him. And we say it all the time. If I had met you years before I did when I was really contending and like, Lord, I'm ready for my family. I was not ready. I would have ruined it. But when I look back, that season of waiting was so beautiful. It was hard, but it was beautiful because I saw a different side of his face that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Yeah. He is so close to the brokenhearted and he is so close to those of us that are just, we can still be broken, but have, like you said, the right heart posture. And I feel like he meets us in a special way when we're in that broken uh, place. We're like, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I know I believe in you, but I'm struggling Mm -hmm. and I just give it to you. And I just, please do whatever you need to do. He comes in such a sweet and tender way that I will never trade that time of waiting for anything. I love how you described it because you said it was your your waiting season was super hard but you kind of loved it mm-hmm. my waiting season was super hard and i hated it <laughs> <laughs> and the outcome the the final goal you reminded me you said it again so good you finally surrendered and mm. you let go because you saw how broken you are mm-hmm. the difference between my waiting season and your waiting season is that you surrender that and had that realization just by because being smart and humble (laughs) i on the other hand was fighting the lord so much so he had to do so much to crush me literally so that he can in a way kill me that i would be on the floor crying i can't take this anymore i surrender Mm -hmm. i feel like my surrender came out of desperation Mm -hmm. because i could not handle this anymore and your came from another place. Obviously, you had a better waiting season than I did. Learn from Kayla, people. No, no. Don't learn from me. No, 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 no. They're both powerful. Because, <laughs> babes, if you think about it, everything's about perspective. You might have been stubborn, but once you learn how to channel that stubbornness in the right way to be like, nothing is going to sway me. I am stubborn on the promises of the Lord and I am not moving. I'm not going to be shaken. I am here just like David. Again, the enemy will always distort what is meant to be one of our biggest blessings. And I truly think that as soon as you get into that, you tap into that, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Because if you have that kind of resolve where you're just standing firm with stubbornness to be like, nope, (laughs) the Lord said the lord said he's gonna do it yeah imagine i'm not leaving until you bless me yeah exactly i think that's why the lord doesn't want to change that part of you yeah because the stubbornness in a godly way is actually going to be a beautiful thing yeah thanks babes yeah it's gonna be amazing See why i love her so much babes (laughs) oh my gosh but i think if you can gather some key things from what we've been sharing it's really like okay you have an opportunity, you have a choice. 
And if you can make sure that truth stays throughout the course of your waiting season, then you're going to wait well. So always seek the truth. And we know the truth is Jesus. So make sure that Jesus is the center and a part of every single part of your waiting, whether or not you're complaining, Mm -hmm. you're frustrated, you're crying, you're grieving. Keep him at the center and always check your heart with the Holy Spirit. Are there any lies that I'm believing? Yeah. And ask for the Lord's truth on the situation. Because once you know that truth, you can work towards just keeping the Lord's perspective Mm -hmm. on what that is. And it doesn't have to be a horrible waiting season. Like, so let me ask you a question. If you knew what we're talking about now, back then, in your hard seven-year waiting season, do you think it would have been different or would have been the same? Maybe the same. You think so? I don't think so, babe. I don't know. I think with the knowledge that I have now, I would definitely do things a lot differently. Um, And therefore, as I said in the beginning, I would have had an easier waiting season. Maybe it would have been three years. Maybe it would have been three and maybe... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're so serious. I love you. I'm so serious now. I'm like, did I mess up it? No. (laughs) Because think about it. God still always will accomplish what he sets out to accomplish no matter what. And there are probably so many people who are going to listen to this and they're going to identify with you and they might not identify with me and vice versa. So both of our stories, both of our struggles are unique and they're needed. And God doesn't waste a single thing. Shout out to my stubborn peeps. Just, <laughs> just fight it. Just fight it. <laughs> so that's what I was saying. Like maybe I do think if you knew what you knew now, like we're sharing with you all that you would wait differently doesn't again it doesn't make it easy i am never going to tell you that the waiting is going to be easy i talked about my waiting season as beautiful as i'm out of it i did not say it was beautiful while i was in it nope (laughs) so it's not going to be easy but you can i believe reap the full benefits and the full reward that god has for you if you keep truth at the center you keep him involved you are honest with yourself and with the lord you bring him your emotions your grieving your disappointments and you ask for his perspective on the matter, Mm -hmm. then I think you can go through any waiting season well. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I love you. (laughs) Thanks for sharing, babes. That was really helpful. I even learned, even though I knew part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of you. Thanks, honey. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. We're playing footsie underneath the table. (laughs) I'm exposing us. Yeah, we are. (laughs) We'll probably turn off the mics, baby. (laughs) (laughs) okay peeps uh we were so glad we're so glad that you joined us Mm -hmm. uh we hope you learned something and i don't know close it up babes yeah we're happy and i would just say reach out to us i love when i hear from any of you guys on instagram and you dm us and you're actually going through certain situations your waiting season i love to just hear people's personal stories or personal testimonies Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's easier to help someone when you know their exact situation so basically don't be shy don't be a stranger we have our instagram for you dm us we love talking to you guys and helping you a little bit more yeah yeah we love you we love you and we bless you bye bye